Hello, this is Feline, and welcome back to my Book of Shadows. Last week I mentioned that I wanted to talk about the Wheel of the Year this week. And that's basically what we call our holidays, the seasons, the full circle of the year. And so that's just kind of what I wanted to cover tonight. Our yearly holidays are ways of marking the seasons and important times and events, planting and harvesting and so forth. Two of our holidays fall on a solstice, the winter and summer solstice. A solstice is a day when the night is either at its longest, the winter, or its shortest, the summer. Two of more holidays of ours are equinoxes, and that is when the day and nighttime are equal, and that is the spring and the fall. There are further, four other important days that are also celebrated. Not all of the holidays have a fixed date. Solstice and equinoxes do not always fall on the same day every year, so the dates vary slightly year to year. So let's talk about the eight holidays. On October 31st, we have a holiday that is at times called the Witch's New Year, which is what I personally think of it as, called Samhain. I've also heard it pronounced Samhain, whichever you're more comfortable with. Traditionally, people think of it as Halloween, where people dress up or more importantly, children dress up and go to door go door to door collecting treats. Not a terribly different thing than how it used to be um, celebrated before it was kind of cleaned up and everyone forgot why you were wearing the costumes and all of that. Samhain is a time to remember those that came before us, our ancestors people who meant a great deal to us, teachers, even our pets, and anybody who made a positive in influence in our life. It's also what is called a harvest celebration. It is the third and last harvest celebration that we tend to celebrate. We, it's a time to reflect on uh, things that you've achieved over the last year. Things in your life that you had wanted to change and the steps you took. And even what steps you need to take to continue to make them change the way you want them to. It's a, it's a time to invite the spirits in for celebrations. This is a time, remember, to honor your ancestors to honor the spirits. It is said that this is the time, well, one of the two times of the year that the veil is the thinnest between our world and Summerland. As I have said, I consider, you know, I call myself a dark witch, absence of light, that whole thing. I don't notice a thinning of the veil, but then it never seems to be that thick to me anyway. It's not something I have trouble crossing, so to speak. Some things that I do or friends of mine do 
for this holiday an ancestor altar um, pictures or things that remind you of people that have gone by um, I know a lot of people put skulls on their ancestor altar for obvious reasons it's just a good way to help you hone in on why we remember these people one thing that I do like to do is to get um, the small gourds and pumpkins and things they have at the stores this time of year you hollow out a circle big enough like a tea light and make those gourds and things candle holders they're festive they're nice and it's in keeping with the holiday another thing is this the seven day candles that you see used in many other rituals and other places put those in your windows to help guide the spirits sometimes they need a little help finding their way one thing that I love to do when I can do this is to have a dumb supper it's totally silent no one speaks nothing is said during this summer this supper so that the spirits will not be frightened or scared and for this and even if you can't do a dumb supper because you have children or for whatever reason setting a place for the ancestors at your table on that night is always a really nice way to let them know that they're welcome and wanted many people forget why we use jack-o-lanterns I mean they're such a normal part of the festivities now but there was a time and the reason we carved out root vegetables it wasn't always pumpkins sometimes it was turnips and other things it was for protection they would keep the evil spirits away they and the costumes and all of that was also to make the spirits not realize we weren't one of them or well not to make the bad spirits realize we weren't one of them so they wouldn't attack or stay around us I like to use this time of year as I said before to pause and reflect on the past year and to start setting what I want to accomplish for the next year it's a really good time for me to go out in nature find a nice quiet spot for me preferably with um, still water a lake or a pond or something and to be able to just sit next to the water and think about everything that has happened over the last years the lessons I've learned it's not always good but usually even the bad things you can find something to learn from them and maybe just a small good thing that came from them so for me that's spending time with family is always a good part of any of these celebrations and I said that if you can do that that would be wonderful um, also you're making harvest like pumpkin bread zucchini bread that kind of thing anything that has to do with this last harvest is a wonderful idea and that's basically how I usually the bare bones of what I like to do for someone
Yule, which usually coincides very near Christmas, and many of the celebration things for it are pretty much the same. Yule usually falls sometime between December 20th and the 23rd. It's the winter solstice, the longest night of the year, so of course it's one of my favorite nights of the year. This is supposed to be a celebration of birth and rebirth. The birth of the horned hunter god. It's also a time to be grateful for the returning of the light. Because the next day, the days will start getting slightly longer and the sun and the light and the warmth will be returning to the world. Of course, you know, some of the favorite activities that both holidays share are the getting together with friends, family, loved ones for feast and gift giving. I personally prefer handmade gifts. But I think any gift that you give from your heart is really all that matters. Even if it's just a note or something telling somebody what they mean to you, can mean more than something you spent 10 minutes at the store looking for. One of the reasons that they have the Christmas tree now, the Yule tree, however you wish to term it, it was a way to, we would bring evergreens into our home, sort of sympathetic magic, to show that we knew that the, that the better, the warmer times were coming, that we trusted in the Lord and the Lady to bring back the growing times and all of that, and that we would keep and protect those things even in the darkest winter and to welcome the light and the warmth back. One of the things that people, of course, like to do is set up their Yule altars, which I've never, I, I honestly can say I've never actually set one up for this specific holiday, but it would go more towards honoring the horned god and the light returning so things with sun plaques and such would be a good idea here i like to make ornaments for christmas trees because you can hang these at your family's home if they're not following the same path as you a really simple one to do is a witch ball and it's there are two different kinds they're there is a reflective one and a protection one. The ref they both start out, both of them start out as reflective balls. Which, to make one of those, all you have to do is get some silver uh, craft paint. Or if you can find a, a metallic craft paint in a color you like. And one of those... Um, empty glass bulbs that, you know, some people drop fake snow and stuff in. Take the top off, squeeze some of the paint in, and swirl it around until the inside of the, the um, glass ball is covered. So it reflects light and stuff. 
the idea being that it will reflect bad energy back to those who try to send it to you. Now, protection one is that, but once the paint is dry, just some needles or stick pins, just slide them down in there very carefully so you don't break the glass. Slide those in there so any bad intentions will get hung up on the pins and not be able to escape. Both of those are good for people who may not follow your path, but you want to give some protection to. Another thing that a lot of people do, and I actually do love doing, is a Yule log. There is, of course, the one that you bake that's the chocolate cake and, you know, all of that. And that's, that's a really good one, too. But go out for a walk or somewhere where you can find a piece of wood. Now, if you do not have a fireplace, what I, when you, you won't be able to burn it inside your home. But you can burn it outside or even make one that you don't burn. Decorate it with things like pine cones and pine boughs. Things that though that when you burn them it won't be a problem. Then if it's one you're going to burn, you just... I usually do it at midnight, burn the Yule log. If you can't burn it, if you place three holes in it, you can set candles to burn those instead of burning the log. And if you do it that way, you don't have to get a new log every year. There is that benefit. Especially for people who may not always live someplace where they can go out and find just, you know, a little piece of a log laying somewhere. Another good thing that you can do at this time, speaking of the candles and the Yule log, is to make your own candles. You can add wintry, well, quote unquote, wintry scents, um, cinnamon, nutmeg, you know, all of those wonderful things that make you think of, of this time of year, of Yule, pine, that kind of thing. And anymore, making candles really isn't that difficult. You can get, um, wax that you can just melt in your microwave and pour in a glass, pretty much. Um, so it, it's not nearly as labor-intensive as it used to be. And making your own candles, you can add your own intent with them as you make them as well. So that does help so they can come in useful later. And that's some ideas for you about Yule. Okay, our next holiday that I wanted to talk about is Embolic. It falls on February 1st or 2nd. It's a time to celebrate new growth. It's a time when some of the first flowers and the first plants are blooming and sprouting, at least in some parts. It's also a really a good time to remove things that are cluttering your life not just from your house, but from your mind and your habits as well. It's a good time for pledges and rededications. I know a few people that this is the holiday that they do hand fastings at. Um, which, in case you don't know what those are, unless you have somebody who can legally marry you as a hand fasting, a hand fasting is 
an agreement for two people to live together, you know, quote unquote, as husband and wife for a year and a day. And so they have to rededicate every year. Some people, such as myself, if they do that, if you choose it to be, it's a legal binding ceremony. Otherwise, it's not. It is something, if you're thinking about having a hand fasting, you may want to check who's officiating it. It's also a good time for divination about new starts, new ideas. Should I start this? Should, you know, is this a good idea for me to do that kind of thing? Some of the things I love to do for this time of year are cleansing baths. Of course, I, yeah, I have to admit, anytime I can soak in hot water for an hour, I'll pretty much take any excuse. But a nice ritual cleansing bath, Epsom salt and whatever herbs you like in it. I usually like to use a reusable tea bag so my herbs don't float all around the tub and they're much easier to clean up that way. And as I spoke about before, clearing the clutter, to actually go room to room in your home. I'm not talking about spring cleaning here. I'm, I'm simply talking about like, does this object, is this object, pick something up in that room, do I actually use this? Do I actually need this? And if you decide you don't, you can either donate it, have a yard sale, um, whatever. But to remove it from your home and your life and to try to do this also with your mind, you know, these ideas, these things that I hold true, do they still hold true for me? To try to keep your life as uncluttered and as manageable as possible. I cannot do this, but I have friends that fire scry at this time of year. Um, bonfires, of course, are always, um, welcome at almost any festival that or ritual or holiday where they can look into the fire and actually see images and things like that in the fire i don't really do good really good with that so it's not something i can speak too much except that i know that some people if you're really good at this my husband for one his element is fire, mine is water, so. But they can be pretty uncannily accurate with it. If you're going to plant a garden, this would also be a good time to start planning it. It's too early to actually plant anything, but it's a good time to start deciding what you want to plant, how much room you're going to have, how many rows of each thing you want, that kind of thing. If you can't have like a bonfire outside or in your fireplace or, you know, can't actually have a fire fire, lighting a red candle works wonderfully too. And of course, for those that can fire scry, you can use the light of the candle. And again, the ever popular, you can make candles for this one. I would suggest if you decided to make candles for this particular holiday to make red ones. One of the uh, more fun things for this holiday, I think, especially for the kids, if you have snow where you live, is to get a recipe for snow scream instead of ice cream. 
and make that as a family and share that as part of your holiday. So there you have Embolic. And this brings us to Ostra, which is March 20th to the 25th, also known as Easter to other paths. It is a spring equinox. It's a fertility, birth, renewal, all of those things. It's the start of the growing season. And it's really all about new beginnings. Not just plants and things. Any kind of new beginning. A new relationship. A new job. A new way of dealing with people. Anything that you wanted to change in your life this would be a good time to do so. One thing you can do is find a plant that you would always wanted to grow and either plant a seedling or the seeds of that plant and so every year you can have just one more plant that you had always wanted to have in your home or outside in your yard. Eggs and rabbits are symbols of fertility, which is why they were always used in decorating and games and things at this time of year. Of course, now they become the painted eggs, which was done to a limited degree um, long ago as well. And of course, the ever-present chocolate rabbits. I don't really have a problem with using the chocolate rabbits and the decorated eggs and stuff, especially for children. Yeah. But let's face it, is there really a bad time to add chocolate to its celebration? And like I said, for especially for the kids, I think having an egg hunt is wonderful. Um, we used to use the plastic eggs. So we would get a, like a little piece of candy in there and some coin. And the idea behind the coins we got, we would go to the nursery over the next couple of days and pick out a plant that the child wanted and wanted to learn to take care of. Of course, sadly, many of them died. Well, pretty much all of mine did. I don't grow plants real well. One other sympathetic, sympathetic magic thing that I know a lot of people do at this time of year is you, you can just do this in a pan on your stove. It doesn't have to be, you know, like over an open fire in your cauldron or anything like that. But to simply melt snow. To send out the intention of welcoming back the warmth and the spring and wanting the next season to roll in maybe a little bit quicker than it has been lately. And those are some ideas and some things about Ostra. And now we come to May 1st, May Day, Beltane. Traditionally it was a time of marriage and union of the Mother Earth and the Hunter God. It's also a popular time, as I've said it on other holidays, of doing hand fastings, of marriages of people, as well as the symbolic marriage of 
the god and goddess. It's also the start of planting for some things. It's a huge fertility festival, of course. And this is the second time of year that the veil thins between us and Summerland. Again, so I'm told, I honestly don't feel a difference. But for those of you who do, I'd kind of like to hear about that, e either in the webpage, I mean, on the Facebook page, or on my email. Either one of those would be great. And of course, it is a time to welcome the sun back and the warmth and all of that. As we spoke about doing a dumb supper at the when the veil thinned before, doing a dumb tea time for this time of year is something that is a nice thing to do. And of course, setting a bale fire or a bonfire and more fire scrying. Now, this is my favorite thing to do this for this particular day of the year. Gather wildflowers and either make small wreaths of them or just small bouquets of them. And then go and leave them at random houses around your town. Just to bring a little beauty and light into somebody's life. Especially if you know somebody's having a hard time. I always do them anonymously. So they, you know, it's just a nice way to, to tell somebody that somebody cares, that, you know, we know you're having a hard time, or... And sometimes I just feel drawn to stop at a certain house and do this, and I don't know why. But I, I get some every now and then. Every now and then, one gets returned to me, and I know I always enjoy it and think it's wonderful. There is also the, um, maypole, dancing around a maypole which I have seen, but I have never been involved in, mainly because by the time I actually started going out to celebrations where it wasn't just a solo celebration, they already had enough people for the ribbons and everything, and so I just kind of got to watch. Maybe one day I'll get to do that. Another big thing that they do for this, or that I like to do for this, is for the children in the family, specifically, is to, is to take them out and let them pick wildflowers, or let them choose the wildflowers, and then make them flower crowns. I will make them for the girls and the boys in my family if the boys want them. I have seen mothers get a little testy with me, but I don't see why little boys can't have pretty things too. This is also a hunt. This also used to be a, there would be great hunts at this time of year. And that's not as easily done today as it used to be. So one of the things I have done about the whole hunt thing now is that I will have something that I have wanted to give a friend or need a specific thing to make something for a friend and instead of doing my research online of which store I'm going to go to buy this at 
I just simply go shopping for it. It's not exactly a hunt, but I just go from store to store just till I find either exactly what I'm looking for or something that calls me that's even better. So that's about the biggest hunt I go on during this time. And the next holiday is Letha. It's June 20th to the 23rd. It's the summer solstice. It's to welcome back the night, well, and to give thanks for, for the day, for the growing seasons and, the, and all the sun has done for us. But of course, for me, I, it's also to welcome back the night. It's a time of abundance because the first part of the growing season and all of that has just ended. Things are ripening. They're getting ready to be harvested. It's a good time, a, a good thing to do for this holiday, especially if you're a solo practitioner. Or you just don't necessarily like to celebrate with anybody else. Is to go outside. Just go visit someplace you've never been, like a park, a forest, or a beach or something. Just go enjoy the outside. And many people like to give pool parties, it being the summer solstice. Of course, that seems appropriate. Many people will do a, will greet the sunrise, will greet the sun as it rises. For me, and for those like me, I greet the sunset. Not necessarily the moonrise, because those are two different things. But I will basically say goodbye to the sun as it sets more than greet it as it rises. This is a good time of year to make fairy homes and set them out in your yard and garden and things. Places for the fairies to live, assuming you wish to invite fairies into your yard. Because this is a time that they're a little more active. It's they are usually a little more active during the summer and the warm months. Of course, it's also a great time for feasting with family and relatives. If you have kids and you want to do some kind of craft, or like me, because I love to do crafts. I'm obviously not a child, but I do still love to do crafting. And sun catchers, floral crowns, wreaths, a sun wheel, um, salt those sun plaques and a summer besom are all things that you can do that are in keeping with this holiday. And many of them can be useful later as well, um, used on your altar or that type of thing. And of course, the bonfire is usually pretty prevalent during any sun-based ritual like this. Many people do because it is summer and water and cooling down and stuff always seems to go with that. Many people will fire or water scry and I have better luck with the water scrying. I can see things in pools of water better than I do dancing flames. Another thing that I had not known this was a thing until I was talking to a friend of mine. And he cloud scries. 
he actually sees things in cloud formations. Not just like, you know, finding the one that looks like a puppy dog or that kind of thing. Again, it's not something I've ever tried. Maybe I will try that this year. And he's tried to tell me a little bit about it. It's basically scrying the way you would with anything else. You're just using the clouds. It's time to plant seeds for things you wish to accomplish. Not necessarily literal seeds, although there are some that this would be a good time to plant them, but seeds of things you want to accomplish in your life. That's starting some steps of some things you can change or reinforcing things that you have already set in motion. And now we come to Lammas, which is August 1st. It's a time of hope and fear, as in you hope that your harvest will be abundant and all that you need it to be, but there's always that slight fear that it won't be. It's, you know, the blessings of the harvest. This is the time that we start the harvests. Time to, it's a very good time to work on protection protecting yourself, your loved ones, your home. It's a time of rebirth. A time to start to work on gaining new skills or reinforcing and refining old skills. This would be a good time to do a feast that revolves around bre uh, breads and grains. Again, if you have children, a good thing to do, because it is technically a grain of sorts, is to do a popcorn party. They have the baskets that you can pop popcorn over like a, a fire pit, something like that. Um, if you were going to do that with kids, you might even be able to set up like a uh, sheet to play a movie on that kind of thing, you know, have an outside movie night for the kids, that kind of thing. As I said before, making candles is usually pretty popular any time of the year, but this would be a time for making beeswax candles. The bees have had all summer to make their beeswax, and beeswax candles can be very, very nice. It's a good time to learn how to make homemade bread, to gather in sunflowers, to toast the sunset, which I like to do quite often, and to perform a new yearly house blessing on your home. This is one of the three the first of the harvest uh, celebrations. Lammas, Maybon, and Samhain are the three harvest ones. So the next one I tell you about will of course be Maybon. And that brings us to the last holiday that I wanted to talk to you about. On September 20th to the 23rd, it's Maybon. 
it is the fall equinox, so the days and nights are equal. It's the second harvest of celebration of the year, mainly of fruits, grains, and vegetables. It's a time of thanksgiving and to share the abundance that you have received. It's also a time to balance yourself. Many feel an uneven balance of energies of this time of year. So it's a very good time to work on that and to balance them. It's a good time also to hold a food drive. Um, most local churches will accept, will take the donations, local food banks, that kind of thing, to help spread the abundance that you have received this year. A very good time to stop and reflect on the blessings you have received. Remember, this happens just about a month before the new year, or before Samhain. So it's a good time to reflect on the good and the bad things that have happened and the lessons you've learned. It is also the time of year to honor the crone, the dark. The crone aspect has grown wise, obviously. Um, that's what she's most known for. But she's also the darker aspect. She, she's not as, I almost want to say understanding. I even notice as I'm growing older, I, it's not that I don't understand. I simply don't tolerate some things as well as I used to. It's a time of rebirth. One thing you can do with your family is to have a story night. You know, have all the relatives over and tell stories from when they were kids. So that the children in the family and everybody else learns the history of their family. It's a time to celebrate hearth and home. Smudging and cleansing the home. And kind of do a fall cleaning as opposed to a spring cleaning. You can do apple magic, or, you know, peeling an apple and getting as much of the peel to come off in one piece as you can, letting it drop into water and seeing if it makes a letter to tell you the name, the first letter of the name of the person you're going to marry. Or there's an abundance of food and drink that you can make with apples at this time of year. There's also, if you cut an apple in half, horizontally as opposed to vertically, you will see the hidden pentacle inside of the apple, which I think is always kind of cool. And it's a good time to dry apples and stuff like that um, for snacking and for use and decorations and things like that throughout the year. So that brings us to the last of the eight holidays. I hope this information helps you. And as always, before we meet again, I hope the magic finds you.